Good afternoon, beautiful people. Welcome to episode number 39 of this podcast we like to call Sports Bar Talk. This podcast will begin immediately following this beat drop. Shout out to Anders for that beat drop. Welcome to Sports Bar Talk. My name is Alex Nairi. And I live in a van down by the river. No, I actually do not. I live in my house. Um, nestled atop the hills of Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, even though we don't have many hills. Uh, episode 49, holy moly. Or 39, excuse me, not 49. I might have said 39 in the beginning of the intro there. I didn't mean that. All right, quick podcast update. The net, so I had said maybe this episode would drop on Wednesday. I lied. I had some schoolwork. It dropped. It's dropped. It's dropping on Friday. Recorded on Friday. So yes, I know what happened with Duke and Virginia withdrawing from the ACC tournament because of COVID positive COVID tests. Get into that in a second. But with March Madness here, we're kind of at least for next the next two episodes, free episodes. It'll be basketball centric. It'll be a lot like when we did football. Uh, next week for March Madness, I will drop an episode. I'm not going to pick every game in the first and second round or tell you my bracket picks. I'm going to give you from my official bracket, the final four, the championship game, and the championship. In terms of picking March Madness games, I, prior to that episode, I will pick the games in the final four, and then I'll record maybe like, so I believe that'll be episode maybe 41 or 42. I'll do a special, like, 42.5 or 42.5 type episode on either Sunday or Monday just to give you, it won't, there won't be a food of the week or anything. It won't be special. It'll be, like, 5 to 10 minutes. I'll break down the championship game, give you the pick. I'll give you the, the odds like we do for football. The picking of the games for this stuff will be a lot like what we did for football for the Final Four and whatnot. You'll get, I'll give you the odds, the over-under. Uh, I'll break down the game a little bit, both sides of the story, interesting storylines, give you the pick and whatnot for March Madness. But don't expect me to pick every March Madness game. Those are the only games I will be picking, with the exception, I'll give you a part of my bracket with the Final Four and the National Champion, and we'll see how close we get it. I'm not going to give you every pick, although some people would probably like to see that and track to see if I get a perfect bracket and win a billion dollars from Bill Gates or something like that, or Warren Buffett, I forget which mega billionaire, uh, did does the perfect bracket challenge. It's one of those two. But, uh, so yeah, speaking of March Madness, let's get into it. And I know you guys have heard what is going on in the ACC tournament. My Duke Blue Devils had a positive COVID test. It was a walk-on. And so they have ended their season. Sounds like if they even get an NIT invite, they will decline it. Because those NIT games, I believe, start on Monday or Tuesday. So they're out of it. They will be out of the tournament. They were scheduled to play Florida State today, uh, yesterday in the quarters. But obviously that knocked out them out. Florida State gets an automatic move into the semifinals tonight. They're going to be playing North Carolina. And then Virginia 
gets they had a buzzer beater yesterday to beat Syracuse. Looked like the game was going to overtime. Uh, Virginia gets knocked off a positive COVID test. This one kind of more serious. This guy actually played in the Syracuse game yesterday. And so now Virginia gets knocked out. Now Virginia, they'll definitely go. They were they're scheduled to go to March Madness. You need seven consecutive negative COVID tests from your team to participate. What's gonna happen? Will Virginia be able to play? Luckily, they caught this on a Thursday or a Friday. They could potentially play Saturday. If I was the NCAA and you have a good contending team such as Virginia in the tournament, I would push the tournament back a week. Here's what I would do. You push it back a week, you have the normal Friday, Saturday, Sunday thing, Monday thing, give them two days off to practice the teams in the Sweet 16, and these teams are used to it from conference tournaments, have your Sweet 16 Thursday, Elite 8 Friday, Final Four on that Saturday like normal, off day Sunday, Championship game Monday, that is my easy fix, the players will understand this is a once a year thing, unless you're able to contain the bubble really well, but... I think it should have been smart enough. They should have at least, they should push the tournament back a week, at least the start of the tournament. You can easily get on track. That's what I would do. That's my fix to it. Have them play free games back to back to back. Some of these teams are already doing this already. They're playing free games back to back to back. Um, Duke was on track to do that, Um, but they had a positive COVID case. Virginia was also kind of on track to do that too as well, I believe. Um, they would have easily handled business against Georgia Tech, who they were slated to play tonight. Georgia Tech gets into the ACC championship game. They will play the winner of North Carolina, Florida State. We also had some good upsets. The Georgetown Hoyas beat upset Villanova. They will play Seton Hall in the semifinal. They have a good chance of making it to the championship game of the Big East. You can catch all the Big East semifinal action starting at 6 tonight on Fox Sports 1. Championship game is tomorrow on Fox. I think the start time is at 6 or 6.30. Um, let me confirm that. So, y'all, the ACC tournament, the lone semifinal game is tonight at 8.30. That, I believe, is on ESPN. They sometimes will change it because the Big 12 tournament right now is pretty wide open, too. You got Texas and Kansas in one semi, Baylor and Oklahoma State in the other semifinal. So, we'll see what happens there. Big Ten Tournament, their semifinals are Saturday and Sunday. That is all on your local CBS station. Quarterfinals are going on currently right now. You can catch that on the Big Ten Network. Uh, Pac-12, their semifinals are tonight. One game's on the Pac-12 Network, the other's on ESPN. And then the championship game is tomorrow night at 10.30 on ESPN. Big 12 Tournament Final, by the way, is like at 5 or 30 or 6 tomorrow. 6 on ESPN. 6.30 is the Big East Final, by the way. And then on Sunday... You have the Patriot League final. I believe that's on CBS Sports Network. That is between Loyola of Maryland, based out of Baltimore. They're taking on Colgate. VCU takes on St. Bonaventure. Um, That game will be on CBS. The SEC tournament final is also at 1. That'll be on ESPN. Free 15, you have the AAC tournament. That's the American Athletic Conference. That'll also be on ESPN. And then at free 30 on your local CBS station, you have the Big Ten Finals. And that leads right into the selection show where you find out who's in, who's out. That's at 6. That is also on your local CBS station. Bubble Watch, it seems like it's getting a little clearer. Um, if Virginia's out, one of these teams 
could get in. Now, if Syracuse were to get in, they're on the border. What happens to them because they played Virginia? I totally am just thinking about this right now as I go along. But enough college basketball. We'll dig more and more into March Madness as we go along. Let's get to our PGA Tour tournament. This will be the last golf tournament I cover in depth and because of we all have March Madness until we get to Augusta. Feels like just yesterday. We were at Augusta in November and we had Dustin Johnson winning the tournament. We're we're are like three weeks away from the next Masters. It's unbelievable how fast it gets it it comes along. I actually think we're four weeks away now. Um, but this is the players. This is what I call the unofficial fifth major down at Ponte Vedra Beach at TPC Sawgrass. I've had a chance to visit this course before. I didn't get to play around. Got to see hole 17. Some dude from Wex Wexford, Pennsylvania, which is outside of Pittsburgh, chipped in a nice bunker shot on the island green. And there was a wedding there, and they were cheering. And my dad joked to the guy and said they cheered for him. Um, but right now, Sergio Garcia is in the lead. He is at 8 under par through two holes. They are currently in the second round. All the second round action today is on Golf Channel. And then you can check out the weekend coverage from starting at noon on both days, I believe. Saturday and Sunday is on your local NBC station. That is NBC, as in the station the great journalist Lester Holt works for. Um... Other guys in contention, Bryson DeChambeau, after winning the Arnold Palmer Invitational, is tied for second. You also have Charlie Hoffman. Lee Westwood, tied for seven five under par right now. He looks... So you still, you've got the top two guys that finished 1-2 at the Arnold Palmer Invitational last week in contention. John Rahm, tied for 11th, 4 under par. Jason Day is tied for 14th and 3 under par. Uh, some other guys are in the mix. I know John Rom had a bad end to his round on Thursday, so we'll see what happens. There's a bunch of ties in this leaderboard, so I won't go through everybody. Willie Zelatoris, that's a name you should look out for. He could easily make a run on Saturday and potentially be in contention to potentially win the tournament. He's tied for 14th right now. He's in that group of players at free under par. So, to recap. Today's coverage is on Golf Channel. Friday's coverage Saturday and Sunday will move over to your NBC station. Uh, that's Channel 8 in the Gettysburg, Susquehanna Valley area. NBC Channel 4 in the New York region. And Channel 11 in the Pittsburgh area. Because I know that most of those, those free spots are a key demographic of where our people listen from. Check your local listings if you live in an area where I did not mention. Um, okay, we have some sports media news and I told you you're not going to get a lot of hockey talk on here and whatnot but this news is a pretty big deal the Walt Disney Company ESPN and the National Hockey League have reached a groundbreaking long-term agreement that's right if you the NHL is returning to ESPN for the first time since 2004 of course, all of the NHL action from like 0506 on has been strictly nationally wise on NBC and of course NBC Sports Network. Of course, now it was ver of course back in the day it was versus. So this move seemed inevitable. The world's best hockey league is coming to ABC, ESPN, 
ESPN Plus and also on Hulu. The Stanley Cup Final, and I'll get into the deals in a second, but here's some highlights. The Stanley Cup Final and Stanley Cup Playoffs will come to ABC and ESPN. Uh, they'll also have a 100 exclusive regular season games. 75 of those games will be exclusively on ESPN+. Plus. So you're going to have to, if you have a grandpa who's a big hockey fan who would really love to watch his team play, and it's exclusively on ESPN+, Plus, you better start teaching him how to work technology now. Because come in the fall, it could get a little dicey. Um, 75 of those exclusive games will be on ESPN+. Plus. The other 25 will be split between ESPN and ABC. This is a f- seven-year deal. They're going to split it with another network, these rights. They have part of the rights. The ex- ABC slash ESPN, they're going to get four out of the seven Stanley Cups as a part of this deal. The other TV partner... It is like it is most likely that NBC will retain their part of the package. They can put some games on the USA Network since it is widely reported that the NBCSN will no longer be a channel at the end of the year, um, and they would of course get the other the uh, free Stanley Cups from the deal as well. ABC and slash ESPN also they're going to get the rights to the All Star Game in this and the Skills Challenge. So it sounds like, to me, the outdoor games in the Winter Classic would would go on the other network. I know Fox is also in contention for this. They kind of, and their winter program is, is kind of dull from when football season ends to the spring when baseball comes back. Um, they uh, air mostly Big East, Big Ten, and Mountain West pack college basketball. So they really have a dull programming so I could see the NHL going the Fox I feel like they'd want to pay to get a big network on there they could put games on FS1 and Fox um but who knows really and with this it comes you know ESPN also NHL.tv which is like the auto market streaming service it's like MLB.tv and NFL Sunday ticket that'll all be going to ESPN plus now this is different from NHL center ice which goes on the TV providers NHL.tv is all online and that all moves over to ESPN Plus. So if you have ESPN Plus already, you won't need to purchase another subscrip- add-on subscription for NHL.TV. NHL.TV is going to be a part of ESPN Plus, similar to how Major League Soccer is a part of ESPN Plus. You don't need to buy it as an add-on. So it'll be all one price, and we'll see. We'll see if ESPN pl- uh, makes it more expensive to have ESPN Plus. Right now, it's like seventy dollars for a year of it. $6 a month. We're going to see that. I would assume they're going to extend the price, but $6 or $70 for every NHL game seems like a pretty dang good deal to me. Now, we'll see if they change it or not. And then play-by-play-wise, who would be the play-by-play announcer? If I had to guess, it'd be Steve Levy and Barry Melrose. They were calling NHL back in the day together when they had it. And for the Stanley Cup, when it was normal life, they'd be on site doing the hits for Sports Center. Um, again, I don't watch hockey, but I'll definitely watch ESPN's coverage to see what will happen. And I think this is a big win for hockey fans. The NHL, they're getting a lot of money off of this. I know they've lost a bunch of money already, so this is big for them. They can offset the cost, that part of the cost that they lost from the pandemic. And so, I can't wait. I can't wait. Um, NHL returning to, to ABC, ESPN. Uh, in the fall. Alright, let's get to the restaurant of the week. This restaurant 
is based? Well, it's a little, it's a local chain. It is based out of, and hold up, I think we might have some breaking news. I'm seeing Gronk here is trending on Twitter. I don't know what's going on. I don't think Gronk has signed an extension. He's just trending for no reason. Because Tom Brady signed a four-year extension today. Just make sure Shefty didn't tweet anything. Nothing. Okay. Um, nothing breaking. False alarm. Uh, this restaurant is a local chain. They have, I believe, four locations. One in Gettysburg. Two in Chambersburg. And one in Waynesboro. They have, in my opinion, the best Mexican food I've ever eaten. And I know the Arkansas fam is probably listening. I know they have high regards for Zapatas, but it's really no competition. Montezuma's. This place is amazing. Now, when I was seven and the first time we went there, they had a mariachi band playing, and that that scared the living daylights out of me. I was... I didn't like Mexican food, really. I liked getting chicken tenders and fries and a side of cheese. Um, nowadays, when I come here, we get the chips and the queso dip. Best queso I've ever had in my lifetime, by the way, is at Montezuma's. And I also, I then get the shrimp chimichangas, which are two softer fried grilled shrimp chimichangas. I get them fried. Topped with cheese sauce, lettuce, tomato, Sour cream and guacamole. I get the lettuce, tomato, and guac on the side. And they put the sour cream on the side with it. And it's served with refried beans. I love their refried beans at this place. Just amazing. They also have taquitos. I've never... I've had them once, I think. They were really good. They're For the kids, the chicken tenders are amazing. Um, the, My mom liked... I don't know if she still gets them anymore. The fajitas, they come out and you hear the sizzle, sizzle, sizzle. It echoes around the whole building. Um, it's tremendous. I'm sure their burritos are amazing. I'm looking at a picture of one right now. Holy moly. Their quesadillas are pretty good too. Uh, and make sure you save room for dessert. They got fried ice cream. Never, I've had it like maybe once in my lifetime. It's been a while. And their churros are amazing. I've had their churros before. They are delicious. So, there you go. Montezuma's. Your restaurant of the week. And with that, I'd like to thank you for listening to this episode of Sports Bar Talk. Stay safe. Wear your mask. When it's your turn to get the vaccine, get it. Because it sounds like Biden wants to get us somewhat close back to normal by the 4th of July. Oh boy, I can't wait for We can breathe on people. Almost. Stay safe. Wear a mask. This is Sports Bar Talk. Where we got the best seat in the house.